Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I am Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, I convinced Ryan to get off the action movie train and spend a night in Vienna with me as we start a new film series and discuss Before Sunrise. Andrew, here we are, taking a nice little stroll in Vienna. I got you off the train. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spend the night together. (laughs) Let's have a conversation. We just had um, over 20 weeks of uh, big... Straight, high-octane action action movies. Yep, we did... The Fast and Furious franchise, yeah. the Terminator franchise, yes. the Matrix franchise. Yes. yes, You know, as we go on this journey through these franchises, we thought, you know, let's take a little bit of a break, do something a little bit different. It's Valentine's Day. It's winter. Yeah. You know, love's in the air. Love's in the air. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Happy yeah, Valentine's Day. You know, let's let's slow it down a little bit. Let's let's go a little bit smaller. We're going smaller, and uh, uh, we're slowing it down. Um, you're not going to get much smaller than this. You're not going to get much smaller than this. <laughs> I mean, these are very independent films in a way. Richard Linklater directed these, who famously yep. kind of is an independent filmmaker in yep. his own right. Yeah, tackling the the before trilogy, the tackling, three movies yeah, in the th- before be trilogy, ta- tackling the before trilogy. It's it's just it's very exciting because I, I'm for me this is nice to kind of do a calmer trilogy and not something that's like so high octane and obviously for the listeners out there this is going to be a you know this is going to be four weeks of kind of different episodes where we're not in here going oh my god you know there's no gonna there's no gonna there's not gonna be any christ allegory talk (laughs) for for, you know we're not gonna be doing that this week it's gonna be nice or any of the weeks there's gonna be nice uh, shotgun teddy bears we're not driving cars on buildings yeah we're just we're not flying through the air you know (laughs) we're just gonna be talking about like a real drama a real romantic film like love. real people yep. love and just relationships people, relationships and it's going to be very interesting i think it's gonna be an interesting four weeks ahead of us yeah but and like, i said this on the matrix retrospective but this podcast came out of me and you mm-hmm. every weekend we'd get on zoom virtually we would get together and we talk about movies and and sometimes we talk about the big franchise movies the big tentpole movies and mm-hmm. sometimes we talk about the smaller movies the dramatic right. movies whether it was a new movie whether it was an old movie hey this slipped through the cracks let's check this out something I might have saw something you might have saw something we both never saw let's take a visit let's talk about it and this is very much like that like you know we are going to be talking about a movie like I mean they're all movies but this is this is a very simple movie very simple story yeah more dramatic movie yeah Um, very romantic and look it's weird for me to on a show called Franchise Me to talk about the before trilogy by our definition by our definition of what a franchise is is what we're looking at is at least three movies in a series yes this has three movies yep it's it's not a franchise that you would never uh, typically think of mm-hmm. even when you look them up online it says it's a trilogy of movies it doesn't say it's a franchise right it's not multimedia there's no video games or tv shows or there's, vir- there's virtually no extended franchise whatsoever there is yeah basically but it's still you know it does fit the bill and we figured this time of the year let's slow it down and, and, and it, it fits and it, it's something that not a lot of people are familiar with if there is anybody out here surprisingly that, that is listening to this, maybe they are not familiar with it. Maybe they want to visit. Maybe they want to check it out. Maybe they want to revisit it. Yeah. But I figured it was a good movie, a good chance to flex our muscles a little bit to actually have like a meaningful conversation about about a real movie. Yeah. Or in like a I said, real movie, but you know what I mean. But about love, about life, about yes. things like that, which yes. is is what these movies are. I mean, yeah. these movies, at least this first one. Is a conversation. I think all of these movies are just conversations, conversations between literally two people yeah. for different time. I mean, this first one we're doing Sunrise today, hour and 40 minutes of just two people talking. There's other characters that come in Pop and in out. in and have interactions. A yeah. lot of it is just two characters talking. And that's it. Yeah. You know? And that's what this show is. To, yeah. to us, is two, me and you. Just two characters talking. <laughs> I'm Ethan Hawke. You're Julie Delpy. And, you yes, know. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I guess, you know, we can kind of just get into it. But I did want to address because it may this, sound... This is definitely the most different thing. Uh, franchise we've done yet. Yeah. So I think it's a good idea to address Yeah, it. and it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely going to stick out. And that is going to be a conversation that I think we should have 
probably in the retrospective episode, Mm -hmm. about what is a franchise or, you know, what we're exactly looking for out of a franchise versus, like, movies. And and that's going to be a conversation. It's going to be a conversation because, like you said, this is, it's so different than anything than than we've looked at before. So, but let's talk about Before Sunrise. It was released on January 27th, 1995. It is directed by Richard Linklater. Yes. And is written by Richard Linklater and Kim Crizan. Yes. I believe is how you pronounce it. Like you said, Richard Linklater, he definitely has a name in the industry. Uh, he does a lot of like, like you said, smaller movies, maybe like indie, but like... Smaller he, indie, but they are very popular in their own right. And he's know? definitely had some big hits. I mean, School Rock. He did was School behind School of Rock. Rock. Um, he did School of Rock. I know uh, he also did Dazed and Confused, yep. which a lot of people may know as, you know, Matthew McConaughey's first on film appearance yeah. ever. That's where All Right, All Right, but All Right comes from. He's definitely a director, and we see that with this movie that he is not afraid to try different things and different types of movies yes um you know he's probably most notable now for a couple years ago his film boyhood came out big deal and that was yes filmed literally over 12 years same actors yeah the kid ages yeah the the main and watching people age over 12 years and just the process and and really the patience that it took to to film film that. that yeah must also, be really incredible. Yeah. And also includes, you know, obviously a collaborator he works with, you know, with Ethan Hawke. Yep. I mean, him and Ethan Hawke, Richard Linklater and Ethan Hawke seem to have this yes. collaboration over a lot of movies. Yes. They do three before movies and they do Boyhood together. They have a very... I think total between the two of them, because Ethan Hawke has actually directed a couple things too. Right. I was looking online. Total between the two of them, not just Ethan Hawke in Richard Linklater movies, mm-hmm. is like a collaboration of like 10 times. Wow. That's, I think yeah. Richard Linklater has popped up, I think, or at least in small roles or cameo or is whatever. Ethan Hawke stuff. In Ethan Hawke stuff. Wow. And he's worked on, he, and same thing, like whether yeah. it might not be a lead role. You know, my main focus this week has been on these three movies, so I haven't really looked at the other movies. Oh, for sure. Movies, for sure. Yeah. But, but, it's, but it's worth saying that these two have a have, very close relationship they seem clearly. to yeah like we again we talked about kind of like the guy and i would not this be is, surprised yep. that ethan hawk is richard linklater's guy Absolutely. that definitely seems like it is so yes, yes but yeah he is a very interesting director and that's it's weird because he does smaller things like this but then he can do something like school rock which, which is, is completely different completely different that's a great movie i, I watched yeah. that uh i guess last year because yeah. we are in a new year and, and this is actually this our is, this is it's not our first Release of the new year, but it's yeah. our first official recording of the new year. Yes, so. and by but, obviously, obviously, you heard us say uh, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> For us, it is early January, but on our schedule, this release is mid February. Yeah, so. yeah. But last year, I did watch School of Rock, and I had forgotten that it was a Richard Linklater movie, and his name popped yeah. up. I was like, "Is that the, who I think it is?" That, and isn't like, that shocking yeah. to kind of like look at that movie because you look at School of Rock, which is you know just an all out you know comedy, comedy, very very over the top, a lot yeah. of you know literally a lot of rock music. Jack Black, really, I mean, like, like yeah, you know, it, it's somebody movie, you wouldn't you wouldn't put with Richard Richard Linklater, the movie that made Jack Black Jack Black really like it, it shot him to. Super Superstar. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, was he was always he was always he was around for a long time, but he like was around kind that of, really like he is a big name now. He's a like, big name, and I think a lot of that is is because of School of Rock. Absolutely, like, that is like if you charted Jack Black's career, it starts with School of Rock. That is when things took off for him. I would say, and again, you're right, he was in other things here and there, but yeah, School of Rock, great movie. This isn't the School of Rock podcast. <laughs> no, no, but no. I, but I think you know that movie does deserve a lot of love because it is such a different film from everything and, else Linklater has done. I mean, I would say. I, again, I don't have uh, Linklater's filmography in front of me right now, but I, I, off the top of my head, it's it's probably his most well-known film. It's his most well-known. I would say it's his most like studio-feeling yeah. film. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, everything feels very independent by him, but that movie in particular feels very much like a studio comedy. Yeah, you know, it feels very much like he went to a studio. They said, "We really want you to do this," and you know, I'm glad he did because that movie is just—it's it, classic. It you know? is it an is, excellent it's, film. It's yeah. a really funny, uh, and entertaining movie. It's cool to look at because we see uh you know him flexing his muscles i mean he does school rock and actually he follows that up with bad news bears after he does school rock he does he does the second before movie right then he does bad news bears in the same year bad news Bears, Um, which again it's like something that we kind of visit pre this podcast exactly and it's a remake of a classic film but it is you know kind of this again big comedy movie studio comedy yeah uh you know and and kind of vulgar and and you it, know it kind of felt like he was starting to go in this direction of comedy yeah. in a weird way like but he, he kind of was doing this he, drama and then he was like let's try comedy 
comedy. He is able to insert comedy in a lot of his films, and, and there's some, yeah. there's even some comedy in in this before stuff. It, there's yeah, some comedic stuff, exactly. Obviously, yeah, but to really go that route of like maybe some bigger movies, but like he does the bigger movies in different uh, ways because you know it's we have School Rock, which is a very unique film, yes. and Bad News Bears, while it is a remake, still manages to kind of stand out and and do some things a little differently. And and right. among um of his other filmographies, definitely stands out there because it is it is so different. Right, so right. It, it, it's him it's him flexing his muscles and showing what he's capable of as a director. Right, so right. I always admire that when somebody can kind of go back and forth between like I can do this kind of stuff, <laughs> yes, yes, but like I kind of like doing this. So yes. you know, I can do this trilogy of romance movies, but also, here's School of Rock. Yeah. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, I really, yeah, great. Yeah. Great director. And, and uh, Kim Krizan, uh we'll talk about her a little bit in, in like, uh, some of the fun facts and stuff. Sure. But she helps him write this. Mm-hmm. She adds a little bit more of a uh, uh, female perspective I'm to assuming the script a lot, as well. Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of the writing there is maybe uh, Julie Delpy's character. Yeah, um, well... And I'm sure she wrote. I'm again. I'm sure that's not you know not to pigeonhole her. I'm sure she wrote some of Ethan Hawke's dialogue as well. But I imagine to have the female perspective, especially for Julie Delpy's character, who is you know one half of this cast, it kind of would make sense. Well, it, it, it's interesting because I do have this for later, but I might as well at least mention it here that um, there is some work on the script, and apparently, according to them, some significant work on the script by Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy yes. contributed quite a lot to this film. Did not get credited for this one. They are actually credited on the gonna, next two. I was going to say for before sunset, I noticed that on the screenplay, yes. they they kind they get some credit. Yeah, but it's interesting for uh, this film. They weren't uh, specifically Julie Delpy has kind of talked about how like she wasn't really happy that like she contributed quite a bit apparently to the script and she didn't get any credit as a writer. Mm. But so I think that that's why you know in the next two films they they at least get some credit for the work that they've done. Yeah, yeah. But it, you can definitely feel that too. I think in this movie that these uh, actors aren't just reading lines like they are they They're they. Really Talking. Yeah, yeah, and and that the, like a lot of that's coming from them. You can kind of feel it is a little bit personal, and and yeah. this may go into um sunset a little bit. But when we go to sunset next week, like I think that is very personal, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about certain things yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it it's really well written movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved, whether it's Richard Linklater, Kim Krizan, or the two stars of the yeah. film, they did a great job with this. Script. Absolutely. So uh, has a budget of uh, two point five million dollars. One, again, that was kind of expected. These are going to be smaller budget movies. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be coming into this going two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be smaller budgets yep. this time around, which is going to be really uh, fascinating. But what's the box office on this? Five point five million dollars makes the money back. Makes the money. Yeah, makes it, the it, money was, back. it was an, it was a, a decent, especially at the time, a decent little indie hit. You yeah, know? decent little indie hit. Sounds like maybe Ethan Hawke and Linklater, maybe those names kind of pull yeah, people but, into the theaters at that time. Yeah, and I think this is pretty time. early Ethan Hawke, too, though. He hasn't done that much That's at true. Point. I mean, he's still pretty much kind of a budding and, actor. Like, yeah. you know, because he... Dead Poet Society was kind of the breakthrough thing. And yeah. he's kind of doing work, 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 and, you know, We'll talk sunrises. about Ethan Hawke in a minute, but, like, he he's a, a name, like, he's a recognizable name, but I don't know, he's never, like, the biggest name in Hollywood. Like, he's right. a name, but, like, right. if you look at his filmography, he's not, and again, maybe that's by choice, but he's not doing, like, huge blockbuster hits consistently or anything like no, that. No, he, like, he doesn't really have, like, a franchise movie career now there's 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 a different there, he does those i honestly think maybe some of those franchise movies he does do maybe the paycheck movies like i yeah, know he, i know he is in the first purge movie yeah and that's a bit well, you know and that's kind of become a franchise in its own right and uh as we've talked about here with disney plus he's going to be in the moon knight show yeah, yeah, which is one of the bigger things he's done yeah so, let's let's pause on these we'll, 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 we'll get we'll get to him Hulk. but but yeah he, god i love you <laughs> But it, I just want to mention that because you mentioned him as a, as a draw. I don't know how much of him is a draw. I think... In 1995. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think, you know, it's just... This is a movie that got some critical acclaim and people right. wanted to see it. It is a movie that I think in today's age might get a little bit more attention because well this would definitely be like a Netflix movie or like for sure, a, a, for sure. Uh, some type of streaming movie yeah and would be people all over Twitter saying like you should need to check this movie out this right. is a really great intimate movie but back then like it's really word of mouth like yeah you, you can't to- go to a forum really and see people like on Reddit or Twitter or anything like that and right. see people promoting it you know you just have to hope people talk about it yeah and you, and you have to have that interest to go see it yeah um it's I mean it garnered enough interest to pull 5.5 yeah. million and I mean it, it got two sequels so it got two sequels that's what's important yeah, yeah. so uh, I I actually uh, did switch 
the format around uh, for this franchise. Cool. Um, because this is very much a, a, an actor-driven movie. Right. So before we get into uh, the actors, let's talk on the Rotten Tomatoes score. Cool. And that's why let's I did the budget and everything a little bit earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. than I normally do. But Rotten Tomatoes score, we have a Critics Certified Fresh at 100%. Wow. Another 100. Yep. That makes sense. I, I, I know these movies are loved by people. Yep. An um, older movie, so it, older, it's older people older, going back. it's older movie. People are going back to look at it. We obviously had that situation with the first Terminator movie, so I can see that being the case here. A lot of critics going back, looking at it, and loving it, and giving it 100. So, mm. yeah, 100% of critics liked it. Yeah. Audience score fresh at 93%. Wow, that's very high. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. I thought that, I, I was a little worried actually that you were going to say like maybe like 80%, but I'm no, really glad no. it's 93 So even the audience really responds to this. Yeah, because the people who have seen this movie or that like these movies or, or fans of these movies, they, yeah. they love them. Oh, yeah. Uh, this I mean, movie, like. I, I don't know about you, but like when you when you look at the letterbox scores yeah. alone, I mean, it, I think it's actually in the top 250 narrative. Yeah. Features on Letterboxd. Yeah. And that's, that goes for Before Sunset as well. Yeah. Sunrise and Sunset. And they're only like a few spaces apart. Like I think like Sunrise is like 60 something and Sunset's like 70 something. So they're they're both very popular yeah. movies. But yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it definitely has a dedicated fan base and recognition among those fan bases. Right. It's just a general public recognition of these films. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, you know? right. And again, we'll get there. But these movies are so spread out. Mm-hmm. You know, Nine each of them are nine years apart from each other that even if the general public had seen these movies or had become familiar with one of these movies Mm -hmm. they probably forget about it by the time the next one rolls around absolutely so but we can talk about the cast it stars ethan hawk as jesse and julie delby as celine how about that and that's it that's it that's all you get (laughs) there's a couple uh you know yeah. But there's nobody significant. Probably the only thing is uh, the actor Adam Goldberg makes a cameo appearance as the man sleeping on the train in the very, very beginning of the movie. Hilarious. And he was an actor. He was in Saber Private Ryan. Right, and he's right, done right. a couple of stuff around this time. You know, not that he's not uh, successful or famous in his own right, but he's not, especially in today, not not the most well known name. Not a draw. Um, yeah. No, but but uh, you know, he was a, he was a notable actor at the right, time, and right. it's funny that he's there in the very beginning. So. Uh-huh. This is an actor-driven movie. This is is really these two just, like you said, for an hour, 40 minutes, walking around Vienna. (laughs) The camera is just pulled in on them. They are walking, and the camera follows, and they are just talking the entire time. And that's what it is. And again, there's some interjections from maybe a few characters, like a few side characters who interject and add to their night. Yeah. But a lot of it is just these two actors in frame, walking, camera follows, and that's it. And it and really these deep conversations. It goes to the credit of these actors yes. that you're never really, for the most part, bored or lose interest in yes. them. Like it, the movie is a, a little slow at times because you know, again, it's two people for an hour, forty minutes. Right. There's no real like plot. Like the plot is them walking around. There's no real. There's no villain. There's no drama. There's it, no it's, antagonist. Yeah, it's the, just the villain of this film is time. Yeah. It it is time because they know that they only have one night together. And as this night progresses, they fall for each other more and more. More and more. And And that night or that morning coming Mm -hmm. is is the villain of, I don't want this night to end. I don't want to leave. I don't don't want want to say goodbye. I don't want to get on that train and go. Well, Ethan Hawke, I don't want to get on the plane and go back to America. She doesn't want to have to go to Paris. She doesn't want to get on the train and go back to Paris. We're both like, we want to keep this going. You're right. It's a beautiful movie and it's just really, really well done. It's so well shot. And the performances. Um, The performances. And this is all our opinions. Yeah, but but, it it really. But look at what we're talking about the cast. So really, you know, these performances like are truly incredible because like I said, you you could look at this and go, well, there's nothing here, but. They make something there, and Richard Linklater as the director, but but the end, but the writer, the the, the actors mm-hmm. having to carry out this film and literally carry this movie. It's really wonderful. It's, it's a it's a feat. I mean, it really speaks to just their chemistry as well. Yes. Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy's chemistry of being able to carry this movie and stay interested in these two people yeah. for so long as they're having these conversations. It really just speaks to the power of their performance. Absolutely. Because, I, I mean, I, I literally, I couldn't believe like how quickly it moves through everything and how they're just talking and talking. And as they're talking, I literally feel like I'm like, I don't think I've ever had a real conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like watching these two and I'm like, have I ever really had a real conversation? Yeah. Because this is just 
just extraordinary what they're doing. Yeah. They're just so into each other and you can see it and it's yeah. they're falling in love you, and you're just like, wow. You really believe that they love each other yes. and that they're in that they that they are falling in love with each other. Absolutely. Like you, you are watching two people fall in love with each other. That's and, what it is. And yes. and you truly believe that. So really incredible performances. Yeah, so let's talk, touch on the the, the synopsis. I'll give you my synopsis. Sure. We'll talk about the story real quick and then yeah. I'll go into our opinion. Yeah, because absolutely. Again, technically like there's not much here. <laughs> yeah. Right? But th- there's so much here but not much here. There's like, so much but not much. Yeah. Right, right. There, you can talk about so much about what is here yes. but what is here is not a big amount. Right. Little synopsis. Jesse and Celine meet on a train traveling through Europe and immediately develop a connection with one another. When Jesse asks Celine to join him for the night in Vienna, the two travel across the city, seeing the sights and developing feelings for each other, despite knowing that a successful long-distance relationship is unlikely, so they agree to just enjoy their time together before sunrise. Ooh, very nice. I, th- I like how you threw the title of the movie in there. That was good. <laughs> I hope you do that for Before Sunset next week. We'll, we'll find out. Oh, we'll find out. Stick Stay, in tuned. Yeah, out. Stay tuned. Um, again, very simple story, but it's a really interesting story because I feel like... and. Not to this extent, right? Not that I meet a stranger on a train and and I'm falling in love, but like right. I feel like everybody has like a night in their lives where like they they're spending time with somebody that they know that like whether again whether it's romantically whether whether it's a, a man or a woman or yeah it, it, it could be the same gendered person as you it can be whatever right friendship whatever but with, with somebody that like I'm probably never gonna hang out with this person again like yes. we've all had whether you meet them with somebody whether you're Probably not by yourself, but like when you're with a friend and you have a night, you share this night with somebody, you're yeah. like, probably never going to talk to this person ever yes, again in their life. Absolutely. And but you you are together and you have those memories. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I have experienced, you know, I'm sure yeah. you have as well. Absolutely. Uh, again, not not nearly to this level. Not to the level no, that they no. are. No, and, and not, not yeah. in a romantic way in any way, shape, or form. But right. just like hanging out with some friends. Here's my ex- other friend. Oh, cool. We have a good night. We hang out. We right. joke around. Right. Never seen each other again Never and that's that person again and that's what's crazy to me is I, like even though this is such a romantic movie i got those vibes of like wow like they really did capture this feeling of like having this you know this moment to until the end of this movie these two trying to kind of truly believe like we're not i'm never going to see you again like right. this this is this is it like this and it, they are strangers to each other you completely. know completely even after all of these conversations i mean they learn things about each other yeah as the film goes on but they are strangers it's only one night together and they are strangers still at the end of it and it's fascinating to watch how the story unfolds and just kind of even the idea of just taking a chance of getting off at this you know yep. to, to talk uh Celine. Celine into yep. getting off the train in vienna to walk around with him all night is nowadays we would look at and be like no 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 no, you're a serial killer right (laughs) but in 95 in 94 95 i mean this i guess this takes place in 94 94. we see it in 95 it feels more like i could see this happening you know i could see these two i could see this guy just saying like hey like let's just get off we'll walk around and he's like if i'm crazy you just get right back on the train and that's it and she goes for it and as the story unfolds again in the story that there's not much of a story because it's just two people walking around talking but what they talk about is just so deep and incredible and at the end of it it's so bittersweet when she gets back on that train and he has to go catch his plane it's such a bittersweet moment because you're sitting there thinking to yourself like i've had this happen to me where i just had a night where i really connected with this person whether you're right whether it is romantically whether it is platonically man woman whatever you have those nights and you just go i'm never gonna see this person again and that's really a shame because we really connected yeah and we didn't exchange phone numbers (laughs) as they as they do not at the end of this film which they address in sunset which i really liked but um that's for next week they do capture that so well and that essence and it's just it's it's beautiful really it really is beautiful yeah it really is so we can lead that into our opinions i mean uh it's an incredible film it's an incredibly made film yes it's an incredibly written film it's an incredibly acted film right yes for me personally is it a little slow at times yes i think this is something that and and i don't want to uh, give anything away but i think they, they handle it a little bit better in sunset and i For i sure. think uh you know looking at this movie and and this is kind of like in a way this is almost kind of like the matrix uh reloaded and revolutions where they were so connected with each other right. and i think at least sunrise and sunset we have not seen midnight yet are so connected with each other right that it is a little bit difficult to like 
they almost impact each other. Like if sunset was really bad, it made <laughs> sunrise worse. Yes. But if sunrise is really good, sunset is really good, then it makes sunrise better. And I think that that's something that it did for me is that after I watched sunset, I went this. Sunrise I'm more, is a better movie. Yeah, I'm I more thought. invested in this and. I'm more invested in in this relationship, or right. I realize how invested I am in this relationship. I mean, me personally, I finished Sunrise and watched Sunset right after because by the ending of this movie, I went, I am so invested, I have to see what happens. Like, I need to see where their relationship yeah, goes. There were moments in this movie where I was like, okay, it's them talking, I get it, I get it. But when they are saying goodbye at the end of this movie, right. and you know they agree to meet up six months later, right. you're like, did it happen? Did I, I have it? to know? Did you know, do it. Yeah. And I said this to you off mic. Obviously, we are watching these in 2022, where all three of these movies have come out now. Yes. And we know. Well, clearly, they at some point they get back together because right. there's three movies. There's three movies, so, so they are something. Together. You know, what, well, whether they're together romantically or they just meet up, like there, yeah. something happens. Right. Right? right. They're going to meet again. There's going to be another night or another time like this. Right. Because I know that movie exists. Yes. That, what is that movie if it's not them, right? <laughs> what, what happens? Yeah. Um, but at the time, like I can, if I watched this in 1995 and I wasn't three years old, then uh, uh, to be able to look at this and be like, wow, like I re- like I would be really curious and I would be thinking a lot of like what what did happen? I wonder right. what happened. And and again, uh, this is maybe for a little bit later, but even Lynch, Richard Linklater kind of looks at the movie as that like this movie is very telling about like how you think. Of relationships or you look at relationships right and again this is something that i think they actually do address in sunset where like there's three types of people who look at this ending mm-hmm. and it's the people that are they've never met each other again right. they definitely met each other again or i hope they met each other again but i understand it's probably not likely it's probably not likely. so yeah. and it really is like are you the hopeless romantic are you the pessimistic or are you kind of the hoping but i'm not super confident slightly optimistic yeah yeah Yeah. so it it is it's very interesting to see yeah those are all really good points that you just made very nice very (laughs) nice uh, rant yeah my opinions on this are just you know you you walk into something and again i had the same situation where i i watched sunrise Mm -hmm. one night and then i watched sun sunset the very next night and it improved my look on Sunrise so much more after I watched Sunset. But when I finished Sunrise, I was still extremely taken with this movie and just moved and felt like, wow, this has happened to me before. I've seen this play out. Like I've been a young 20 something and this has happened. Like I get it. I think the thing that really, well, first off, I want to say too, I guess as far as my opinions are concerned, I think the movie overall, I think the runtime is a little long at an hour 40. And I think some of that, and you made a good point. You kind of said this to me off mic too, that maybe some of the stuff on the train is a little long. And I agree with that. Like I I, I felt like the train stuff, I was a little bit like in and out during the train sequence. When it starts. Like, yeah. When it starts, I'm a little in and out with the train sequence. And I'm like, okay, when is this, you know, when are they going to get, I just want to see them in Vienna. Right. I want to mm-hmm. see them walk around before sunrise. Right. That's what I want to see. But when they finally get off that train and there's some good stuff on the train, like when they're in their cafe and oh, stuff yeah. like that, all that works. But there, there's some stuff in the beginning there that I was a little bit like, OK, when is this really going to. And then once it gets in there, it, it really works. And once they're off it, the train, it takes off. It, it's nice to see them meet and interact initially yes. and, and, and to see this curiosity of I want to know this person more. I want to spend Absolutely. more time with this person. Absolutely. And I, I did work with that. I, I did like that. I smiled throughout that time thing like oh, that was so cute to was... see but you're right like you you do want to you want to see them go you want to see you just you're so invested you want to see it go like you just want to see it go you don't want it to stand still right you want to see it move yeah you know and once it starts moving it really works i do feel like maybe like an hour 40 is a little long for this movie because mm. and i think maybe that's because i was so, i love the runtime of sunset so much that <laughs> i was like i was like Oh man, this, you know, it's a little long, but this movie still, even over the course of the hour, 40 minutes, it's just so beautiful. And it makes you just think about your own life so, so yeah, much. Absolutely. And your the the relationships that are important in your life and yep. how much you value those relationships. And it makes you think about sometimes, even though this takes place over one night, for me, it still makes me think about, you know, nights spent with my significant other where I'm like, yeah, those nights are really important to me. Yep. Like I think about those nights that we spent just, you know, walking around 
talking at night together and just literally just talking. Like we didn't do anything. We would just walk around and talk. And I, I, this movie made me really think about that and go, yeah, that's a really important relationship because I was able to talk to this person yeah. for so long. And that's so important. And it really highlights that in this movie. And it, it really shows like young love and what like young love feels like. And you're just, yep. as, as you're falling for this person. So I, for me, just, it's all very beautiful. And it's, it's, oh, man. I just loved it. I really loved it. You you made a really good point because it perfectly encapsulates what it's like to fall in love or to like what you think may be love because what they you think they is, really you know? don't know each other. They don't like, know each other. Yeah. Um, they just feel this connection. Yeah, but to have that feeling that that infatuation to fall to feel, become infatuated with somebody mm-hmm. and and to really like I want to know them more. I want to be with them more. I want to right. spend more time with them. It really perfectly captures what it's like at that age because right. they're like. I think they say 23 i think they're 23 yeah yes. and, and in real life ethan hogg and julie w i think are like like a year apart so like they're basically yes. the same age they're very so close in yeah age. right right so they're both like 23 right? right and at that time like it's funny like you know because we're, we're not that much older than but like really at the time you like i look at them like oh you're still kind of a kid like you learn a lot in that time and, right and what this again? May, we have not seen this third movie, but what the, what these movies do is looking at what love is like or relationships are like at these different ages because these are nine years apart, right? Right. And at that time, what it means to have these feelings at twenty three, and what you what you want at twenty three is so much different when when you want when you're older. And this movie, Sunrise, really captures you know that feeling of like mm-hmm. you are willing to get swept up into the, the night and to do something like that you are yeah. willing to get off a train with a stranger at 23 because and you don't really around. know better you don't know any better and, and you're young dumb kids you're caught yeah. up in this moment and you can feel that like yes I, I watched this and going like again it did not have a night exactly like this but like yeah I feel like I've been there like yeah like at that age anybody who looks at you or smiles at you you're like yeah well, I want to know you more like yeah, let's if get, you let's can get, let's hang out let's talk <laughs> You can have an actual conversation with somebody. You're like, oh my god, like let's yeah, let's do this now. Right. They're a little bit more fancier than I am in this movie. You know, they're they're talking about things that are a little bit more meaningful. If I would have walked around, I would have been like, yeah, and in this movie, this happens, and in this movie, right, right. But it's <laughs> but, but like the, but, pa- the the passion that they have, yeah, for what they're talking and, about just drives this and film. really like the passion that they have for life, like like for what life, they want yes. out of life, what they're willing to do in life, right? You know, what they want to accomplish, exactly. Right. Like again, twenty three, twenty three. Perfectly captures. These are the most ambitious twenty-three-year-olds I've ever seen. Well, no, I and think that great. I think that really is like when you are that age, you, you, you do feel that. You, feel you know, the sense of like I have all of life ahead of me. The f- movie has a sense of authenticity. It, it almost feels autobiographical. It almost, in some ways, it, it kind of is. And and again, we'll talk about we'll that. Talk about but that later, yeah. but it really captures that feeling. And yes. it is engaging and it is entertaining and it's it's emotional. It's yeah, emotional. It's you fall emotional. in love with these characters, both of them. As they are falling in love with each other, and and you become invested in this relationship, right. you know, yeah, like he doesn't really rely on like drama. Like, there's one scene where like they start to kind of argue a little bit about like, well, I think this, why well, I think this, and you, well, are we having an argument? But he very smartly interrupts that argument with uh, the poet. There's like a poet that comes yeah, the in poet, and the great, and, and, and the that poet scene, yeah, and that lead that cuts the tension and that you know, and right. it's not really that tension but like they he they even said like oh were we having our first argument even, even the argument isn't that heated, no no you know? but like the argument is just so like oh i believe this i believe this but it's not in no way they're not yelling at no each other but he manages Vienna, right? to do a good job of teasing that right and then pulling away from it and kind not planting he, the seed somebody would have made that the problem of the movie yeah. like well, now we're in an argument and now i'm attracted to you and i'm still drawn to you but we're in an argument now and, well, and now we're disagreeing and i have right. to kind of win her over by the end of the day that's not it like yeah. he like i said he, this poet interrupts him and they move on yeah and and, and, and they it never comes back up right and i think that that's a really smart move of like we'll add a sprinkle of drama in here mm-hmm. and then we'll move on yes. so it's really well written yes it's really well directed and there are there's some be- like direction there's some beautiful shots really in gorgeous here. shots of Vienna um, too like Vienna in its own way also is like a character of this film yeah like you look around at just the beauty of that city and yeah. you're like this is a character in its own right just them walking around and seeing all this gorgeous scenery around them it really sells the romance that it's trying to put yeah. out there and while they are the main characters mm-hmm. and really the only 
they're the only characters in the movie that have names. Right. They run into, you know, a, an interesting group of, like, people. Like, the, <laughs> the fortune side the, the fortune teller or whatever. She palm, the palm reader. reader. They have the palm um, reader. The poet. The poet. The bartender the when bartender. he has to get the, <laughs> the wine. Like, yeah. little, little, mo- the guys who have the, the play with the cow. I thought they were going to go to I the- wanted to see the play. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the play. I'm the cow. He's just like putting up his, he puts up his fingers. He's like, I'm the cow. I can do Schwarzenegger because it's Austria. <laughs> they could have ran in the Arnold. No, Why yeah, wasn't they could have ran in Arnold? Why no, wasn't Arnold there? Yeah, I was a little disappointed about the play. I was kind of hoping, but I like that they referenced the play. Yeah, hey, we didn't go like, to that oh, play. We missed the play. And I was like, oh, I wanted to see the play. It sounded so interesting. But yeah, even the side characters they meet are so entertaining. You know, the palm reader is very entertaining. Her, the poet's very entertaining in his own way too. I like him. And then the guy at the bar is great when he's trying yeah. to like convince him to and he's the Oh, have a good and night. It, yeah, yeah. You, and it works. He's or like, to he's the like, night you'll never forget like, or whatever. You'll never forget. And he like convinces him and is like he's like he's like give me the address and I'll send you the money. He's like I just you know I'm having the night of my life. I have one night with this work, you know, and it works. But it's just so entertaining all yeah. the way around. And it, it, there's but no man, focus. You see, man, you want to see that play? <laughs> there's no focus on these characters, but they're sprinkled in there to break up a little bit so it's not just them talking to each other the right, entire time. Right. So it, it would make sense that they're going to bump into other yeah, people throughout it, the it night. It makes the world feel more. Lived in. Yes. It, it really, it, this movie, if I had to describe this movie in one word, it's authentic. It's very it's authentic. It's very authentic. Yes. So, yes. You know, like I said, this is is a different type of franchise, mm-hmm. quote unquote, you know, that we were talking about. It's an interesting take on this romantic story. It's this intimate romantic story. Mm-hmm. Very performance heavy, relies on these two performers, their chemistry, both of them deliver. Richard Linklater crafting this story and, and this world uh, does a great job and, and developing this relationship. And again, like, like I said, all these people like that are involved, you know, the writers, you know, Richard Linklater, Kim Krizan, Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, creating these characters, this world, right. these dynamics and getting these shots and these conversations in visually entertaining ways. Right. The way that Linklater moves the camera or, or has positions the camera in certain shots creates an interest in it, even though they're just having a conversation. The way that they're moving... Like something that really stood out to me is when they're playing pinball and how they're they're constantly they're moving constantly back and forth, back like and forth taking and, turns, yeah, taking and it's turns. just the, it's the cameras just sitting there and they're going back and forth. So you are interested in, in what's going on, yes, but not bored by just watching them have a conversation, right? Right. So they could have had that exact conversation sitting at a table and talking to each other, yeah. But, but using no, a pinball machine, pinball. yeah, it gives, them, it gives the act some action to the scene. You get yeah. to see them go back and forth playing pinball, going back and forth, and it's just a lot of fun. Yep. Also, was that a free pinball machine? Because I didn't see any quarters going. <laughs> I was I don't watching. Know. I, I didn't see not once did and did any of them put a quarter into it. And I'm watching. I'm like, is that just a free pinball machine? Because I don't see any quarters. Is going Vienna the, the land of free pinball machines? If like, it is. I'm going to Vienna. We got to go to Vienna. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That, that was really. <laughs> we we're going to Japan to see the Terminator ride. We go. Let's go no, to Vienna. We'll go to Vienna afterwards. after, and we'll check out the free pinball <laughs> machines they have there. I, I gave this four stars. Yes, I loved this film. Yeah, that I five starred it. Yeah, I loved it. I just I, thought it was so different from anything we had. Obviously, this is different from anything we've done as we talk about, but just I can see why people love these movies. And this proved it to me. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I see now. Like, I understand why people love these. They're just so powerful. And this film is very powerful. And you walk away from it, you know, feeling different in a way. Like, I know when I finished Sunrise, I was just like, I felt it. And I was like, I really... uh, feel moved by this yeah. and um it stuck with me and well it's funny i actually rated it four and a half originally sunset and we can talk about this i guess next week but that actually was what raised it to five stars yeah. for me sunset does a great job of making this movie actually better and for me yeah sun after after sunset and doing these two movies it, it's five stars for me yeah i just i loved it you know i just connected with it i think that's what i want to say i uh, had a personal connection to it when next week when we talk about sunset mm-hmm. you know i uh i can get to it a little bit more but i think that is something I connected with a little bit more. Right. And again, I think that's the beauty of these movies because right, they right. are nine years apart. These movies are almost meant to be watched at the point of life that you're at. That you're at. Yeah. Like, you could literally wait nine years or whatever. If you're 23, not you wait nine years to watch Sunset to yeah. have that perspective. And I right. think in age, we're a little bit closer to Sunset than we are to Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah. And Which is going to make Midnight really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to wait nine years before we're we wait get nine years before we get to that. <laughs> no, but I, I think uh, because of that, I was a little bit more invested in that movie. Right. But what I really appreciated, and again, this might be something that does eventually go up and score. Like, I'm not saying by any means is this 
this is bad or I even really had problems with it. But I think I was just more emotionally invested in the relationship sure. in the yeah, next no, absolutely, movie absolutely. than it was here. And this movie did this movie more than the other one did feel like a, a two people walking around having a conversation, which is weird because the next one is even more so that I feel like. But it is, you know, these people, it's just it's almost like a tourist movie. Like it's them right. walking around Vienna and looking at different things and right, having right. conversations. Sure. Again, we'll get to this next week, but I think the next one is is a little bit more about like their actual relationship and for what sure. happens now. Yes. That I was a little bit more invested in that than I was this. So for sure. I think four stars, but I completely see why you gave it five. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. I mean, yeah. I really do. But yeah, it, it's a great movie. It's, right. it's a great right. movie. And uh, it is a movie that not only are we now fans of, but our dear friend of the show, Tony, not, not really a franchise guy. He does listen to the show, not really a franchise guy. And he <laughs> said this is the one that he's most excited about because right. he actually like he has seen these movies. He loves his movies. And he did communicate with me about his opinions about the movie. Right. He gave this movie five stars as well. Tony, uh, same page, buddy. So, really, really loved this movie. Said it really, he really connected with it emotionally. Right. And he did send me a, a couple of uh, little bits to mention. Um, he, he has a favorite scene. We'll talk about that when we get to oh, scenes. Great. Yeah. But, you know, he said that he what he really loved about the movie, and he, he said it, he wasn't sure if this even made sense, but I completely understood what he was trying to say is that he really loves the the, the pre-internet, pre-smartphone traveling, being okay with not having a plan, being lost to the stranger. Yes, yes. Um, you you want to get to know, just living in the moment. Like he loved that, and that the movie really captured that. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, You're absolutely right because that's what that is. Yeah, is that it is. It's the, pre-cell phones. Yeah, it's and pre-internet, and that's a feeling that like. You know, you could do this movie in today's world, but because the technology didn't exist at the time or, or yeah. wasn't really around at the time, like to really live in that moment, like that's what these people are. And, yeah. and it really, again, I don't mean to keep using this phrase, but it really captures that. Yeah. And, and it really it really is like taking that time period and putting it in a bottle with this movie. Right. So. Because if we got off a train nowadays, you know, everybody well, would have their phones and it, like, where it, are we? Where I could, are we? Yeah, I could. You Google could be maps would be up, located. Yeah, yeah. You, you could be located by anybody to know where you are Which what's going on and gosh, yeah and yeah. that feeling of just being lost in the world yeah or lost in a city but, but to enjoy it and to, to be enjoy happy it to be with lost it. Yeah. but enjoying it just doesn't really exist anymore unless you just don't have a phone <laughs> unless you just get rid of your phone that's the only way you can do it really. so it, it's a really excellent movie and I, i'm really glad that we were we're doing this franchise right so. me too so let's talk uniqueness let's so uh, what stands out in this movie to you? Number one, it's the way it's shot. It is the direction. It's the way that it is just two people walking around a city. Like you keep saying, there's no action. There's no antagonist. There's no villain. Well, you made a really great case for the for time being the villain. But a lot of this is just, it's, it's different. The direction is different. This is the most different that we have ever seen where it's just two people walking around a city having mm. a conversation. And that's what makes it unique. You know, it's, it's kind of like, what else can you really say? But it's like, that is what makes this movie unique. The fact that it is just two people talking for an hour and 40 minutes straight, walking around a city and having these deep conversations. That's what makes it unique. And that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. It's the intimacy of it all. Yes. It's a very intimate movie. And that that's what stands out because... You're watching people fall in love. Really. And, and those types of movies have been done, but to do it mm-hmm. in this manner, you know, it really, really... It's stands out yeah you know it really does so does this bring anything new you know this is the first movie in the series but does this bring anything new and and you know i kind of said it but like yeah i kind of feel like what i just said kind of feels like that like that it is the direction that is new and just the idea of just walking around a city you know having a conversation for an hour 40 minutes straight and that being the movie feels new yeah like like i said like intimate films like this have been done before at this point but it manages to tell this unique story it is completely performance driven and it manages to utilize the beautiful scenery of Vienna. Yeah, so it, it's entirely it, character driven. It's connecting all three of these, like an intimate story, these wonderful performances, yes. and this scenery and placing them all together. Yeah, so, absolutely. Creating just this beautiful. Oh, I can't so, stop using that word. Uh, what is the best scene of the film? So, very excited to do this one. My favorite's when Ethan Hawke jumps the car over the over the ramp and <laughs> into the building. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this one, actually. So for me personally, and I think it's just because I have this connection with records and stuff like that, it's that listening room scene, man. When they're just standing in that room and the song is playing. So that song, actually, it's called Come Here by Kath Bloom because I listened to the song on Spotify as soon as the movie was over. It's a beautiful song, man. It really is a moving, moving song. 
song. And that scene is one of the rare instances where there's no talking. They're just in this room. They're stealing glances at each other while this song is playing. And you're literally watching them fall in love in that moment. It's moving. Like I, I was watching it and I was getting teary eyed. And I was like, this is really like affecting me. Like I, I am just blown away by this because yeah. I collect records. I am a record collector myself. And I know that feeling of just like finding a special song like that and just really connecting with it with yeah. someone. And I don't even think the, I, I, I have never been in a record shop either. And maybe this is just something in Vienna, but like listening rooms, I don't think are much of a thing anymore. Not anymore. Shops. I think they were an older thing. I think, yeah. I think it was kind of an older thing, but they don't really do listening rooms anymore. Well, I think don't they even say in the movie, like, is that still operational? Is that still operational? Yeah. So it feels like it was even on its way out when that was happening. That listening room scene is really, really special. And it's, it's maybe one of like the greatest cinematic things I've seen on screen of just these two people literally watching them fall in love, stealing glances, one's looking at them and then they turn and they're looking and she's looking away while he's looking at her and then the opposite happens and it's just it's a moving song it's a moving moment that is the scene so it is the scene that's not my favorite scene but it is tony's favorite scene tony (laughs) tony's favorite scene is the record listening source your scene like he mentioned he sent me a message this morning said that they think that 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 might be his favorite that is yeah so but to me it is i'm just gonna say it it is is. it is so and he says that um the song they chose is very effective yes really captures that moment the way that they look at each other they keep looking at each other right it's really a part of like the awkward nervousness of when you're getting to know somebody yep. is what he said yep. so it seems like you two are definitely on the same page when it comes to this movie we gotta get tony here <laughs> <laughs> i probably should have had him on this episode but whatever <laughs> we're sorry tony <laughs> but what's your favorite scene i'm very curious so i have two that really stood out like i mentioned the pinball scene really worked for me that's a great scene. not even yeah. the conversation they're having i think they're talking about relationships at the time their ex their former relationships right but just like again how he's using that that uh, rotation to going back um, and forth yeah the uh, scene i did pick uses a technique similar uh, i really like the phone conversation where they're calling their friends to tell them about their night yeah and they're sitting there Ooh, having a pretend phone conversation because how he yeah. uses it is is them on like confessing their love yeah for but they're talking the to feelings. somebody they're talking to their friend like their they friend. pretend right they they each pretend well i'm going to call my friend you pretend to be my friend and i'll tell you about the night yes. and it's them you know going i met this guy he's really attractive you know i i knew from the second i met him that i wanted to get off the train with him yeah yeah just and confessing him to her yeah uh you know this girl is beautiful i want to be with this girl i want to whatever like but always still having you know the, the fingers to the head to the yeah. head being on the phone type yes. of thing and how they're going back and forth. Like, again, this could be a scene of them sitting there going, you're beautiful, you're handsome, I want to be with you, I love you, I miss you, I'm going to miss you, I don't want this night to end. Yes. Everything that's said in this scene could be said in a conversation between the two of them. Right. But because Linklater, again, or whoever, the whatever cre- it's them. Whatever the creativity was to say, uh, let's make it a phone conversation. Uh, pretending to be the friend and yes. I'm going to just kind of ease the tension of like, I can re- relieve or release all this these feelings and, and tell yes. you I can tell you I really like you yeah, without having to, to say tell, I really I like you, like you. And, and <laughs> I want to be with you I want to spend yes. more time with you I don't want this night to end right. so that to me really stood out watching like, oh, that's really it's really creative and, yeah. and really clever. It's really so, well done. Yeah. Because a, a, a lesser movie would have done the... Oh, the lesser movie would have been like every other romantic movie we I want to be with you and you're the best thing ever. And yeah. I'm a girl standing in front of a guy and blah, 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 and whatever. And I'm not trying to take shots of other movies, but just it would have been very much like that. You had me at hello. Yeah, you know. Shut up, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been... It if you get been on very, that plane... Yeah, it yeah. no, it would have just been very... Like, you're right. It would have been very plastic. Kind of the same yeah. thing we've always seen. And, where and, it is just two people confessing their love. Like, here's one of my favorite tropes. When, in a romantic movie, you hear the knock at the door, and the guy or girl answers the door, and the significant other is on the other side, and they're going, I just love you so much. And I just want to be... And it's just like, it feels so fake. Or the run through the airport, the you know... <laughs> The run through the airport is one of my favorites too. That's a great trope. And they're just taken off and you're like, yeah. you're like, come on. Like, why are they doing this? And, and they get on the plane right before it takes off and they're like, please don't go. Like, it just feels, that's not reality. No. Like, what this movie captures is reality. And yeah. that moment feels real. Because I feel like that is something that I would do yeah. or that you would do. Like, yeah. I feel like I could see 
one of us do We've that. done that to each other. We've done that to each other. <laughs> We've confessed our love on a phone call. No, it's but it, it feels like that is something that real people would do. Yeah. And that's what makes yeah. it so and, special. And that's those, a great scene. Those other moments like that we mentioned from those other movies, they work for those movies. They yeah. would not work in here. Yes. So absolutely. Let's talk connectivity. How does this set the tone for the rest of the franchise? Huh. This sets the tone in the sense that this is setting up the story of Celine and Jesse. And that's what this is about. Yeah. This is setting up a soon to be trilogy. They, and, and we didn't even know this was going to be a trilogy at the time. I don't think they did. I didn't no. even think they knew it was going to be a trilogy. But this is setting up a story that they are going to revisit every nine years. Or at least for the next couple of nine years, we are going to see this story grow more and more. And this relationship grow more and more. And this is the ground base. This is the foundation of all of that. And that's what this does. This movie sets up this relationship that, as you keep saying, you become very invested in. And that's what that's what this does. Absolutely. This is the setting up the relationship. That is a strength that is used in the at least sunset because yeah. why that movie can be the way it is is because we know these characters. It's not you you mentioned that train scene. It was a little slow getting started, even though it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable because you yeah. have to spend the moment of I'm Jesse, I'm Celine, here's who I am, you here's where I'm from. Yeah. You have to. But because they've done that now mm-hmm. in the next two movies again we know sunset for a fact uses that of like we're just here right, right. they they already know each other and they, they are they're reunited let's move on right right there's no you can just go right in yeah there's no who are you what are you doing blah 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 right and that's why you can have the movie that you have with that and right. that's what this movie does is and on its own that's great because we get to know these characters in this movie and the as an audience member, again, I feel connected, feel familiarity with these characters. I, or I can relate to them. Right. Both of them. And, and, you know, and I'm not French, you know, but we can relate to both of them as characters, as people. But it's also a strength that's played with in the next movies. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, while we meant, like I mentioned, this isn't a quote-unquote normal franchise mm-hmm. but that's what a good franchise can do right is utilizing the characters and and the movies to continue the story and right growing, they're not they're not backpedaling they're not backpedaling they're growing it's yeah. only growing yeah and that's what's really yeah you're and, and right. whether they go in a good or bad way it's right? growth it's growth right is this a worthy continuation or a worthy introduction to the franchise it is certainly a worthy introduction like you well like you said at the beginning you went right into sunset after this you finished this movie and you're going where did this relationship go and the fact that we know there's another one it's like i want to know where this goes did they get together six months later are they together now what is happening here like what happened in the nine years spanning this original meeting i want to know so for me this is the perfect introduction like after you see these people spend an entire night together having such like deep conversations and falling for each other you're like I want to see where this goes. Yeah. I, need, I need to see where this goes. Yeah. So it is the perfect introduction. Now, I, I honestly don't think you could have had a better introduction. No, it, it's a beautiful start to, to the to the series. And this is a question. It doesn't, again, it doesn't really work uh-huh. as well today because we know that there are two other movies. But right. when you watched this movie and you ended this movie, did you think they were going to get together in six months or did you think oh, there's man. no way? So... I... Because you, you know so there's my, other movies, but you don't know you where know they're at. You know there's other movies, but... I didn't think they were going to because I felt like you made this point earlier. They're young and it just felt like they were making crazy promises to me. That's what it feels like. It feels a lot like summer camp where yeah. you're and, and they kind of reference that in the next movie as, as well. But it does feel like that. It feels like they're like, oh, we had this incredible night. Oh, my God, we should you know, this is amazing. Da, 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 ba, ba, ba. Let's get together in six months. It feels like a crazy promise. So to me, I kind of walk away from it saying like, I think I fall in the camp of like, I hope, I, I so. hope so, but I don't think it's going to happen because yeah. it just, it feels like who's going to keep a promise six months yeah. from then? You know what I mean? It just feels kind of like a crazy young, young yeah. love promise. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. So I, I, I was hopeful of it, but I wasn't sure. Because yeah. I, I had no idea where Sunset was going to pick up at. Yeah. And we'll talk obviously about that next week. But like, you know, for me, I fall in the camp of, uh, I hope so. But I don't think. I I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I you look at this and you're going, you're so young, like and yeah. like broke. Like how are you even going to fly afford back to, to do it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's why he needs six months. Because yeah. he's like he's like I need to save up some money for that plane ticket. Well, when when they initially say they initially say five years, and I was like, oh, we like I was like that's not because I know it's nine years is right, the next right, movie. Right. I'm like, is, is that the next movie? Or I was waiting for somebody to say not. Let's meet up in nine years. Yeah, and I yeah. was like. 
oh, yeah, like, oh six months, yeah. and you're and like, then they scale back to six months, and you go, now, okay, now I. Can. And I'm like, okay, like as kids, like I couldn't, I couldn't do that when right, I was 23 right. years old. I wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So I, I think I'm right there with you. Like yeah. I, I want it to happen, but you know, like the logistically, it's it's probably not possible. It's probably not possible, so. but you know. So before we do future the franchise, let's do some casting and some fun facts. So let's do it. Uh, again, not too too much. Uh, there's there's enough, but not there's too, enough, too much. But I figured this isn't going to be a huge week for all. No, and, and as we go into the next two, I mean, because w- what casting is there in the next couple? Gonna, because it's, it's, our casting is going to be cut. Like, I mean, I, I, literally, I mean, literally for the third movie, there is no casting. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh! Yeah, so, we're going to be so cut um, down on those episodes. Richard Linklater spent nine months casting the film because he had trouble finding the right actors for the role. Wow. Uh, Linklater was initially hesitant about casting Ethan Hawke because he thought he was too young for the part, but reconsidered after talking to him. So mm. uh, when Linklater met Julie Delpy. He liked her personality, and after a final script reading, he knew that uh, both those actors were right for the roles. Right. Uh, apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston auditioned for the role of Celine. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it definitely wouldn't work as well because no, and I don't. Would they have done a fake French accent? Would they have done the? That's the that's the thing I'm thinking about. I'm like, would they have done a fake French accent? Or would they would Julie, have been a, Julie Delpy is, is actually French. French so or would they works. have been a? Would they have been American? I don't know. Like an Ameri- like, also an American in Vienna yeah. who just happened to be there. Yeah, that's. I, I think Julie Delpy is the choice. Yeah. She is the choice. Yeah, and, I mean, and when you watch this movie, it's proven there's no one else who could be Celine. No, it's Julie Delpy. Right, so. right. Some other fun facts. Richard Linklater was inspired to create the film based off an experience he had where he met a woman in a toy shop in Philadelphia in 1989. And, uh, How about that? Walked around the city together into the night. So was inspired by this. I don't think, from my understanding, never they never connected. They again. never connected, but it was just one um, night. Yeah, and in fact, and because I don't have to this... walk around Philly overnight in 1989. <laughs> that's brave, man. Good for you, Link. Later, but I, I don't have this for later. But so he did obviously did lost contact with his woman. Absolutely, yeah. he found out while doing this series. Mm-hmm. I think after the second one, and between the second and third one, he found out that she unfortunately did pass away. Oh, that's a shame. And um. He dedicated, I believe the third movie is dedicated to her. Oh, wow. So, okay, wow. That's, uh, again, not somebody he really knew, but because she knew, had, clearly, the, that one night had an impact on his his well, life, no, his that's, career. I mean, that's the seed for this idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that entire night was why this movie exists. Yeah. yeah. So, in the original screenplay, the who the two people were and the city they were in uh, was vague. So uh, Linklater realized that he needed a woman's point of view on the script because the film is so much of a dialogue between a man and a woman. Right. So he hired Kim Krizan, who had previously appeared in two of his previous films, to help co-write the script. So wow. she had been okay. in the last cool. his last two movies. The actual screenplay was written in 11 days. So... Very Turns quick. Turns yep, yep. In 2016, in an interview with Creative Storytelling, Julie Delpy mentioned that her and Ethan Hawke rewrote a lot of the script wow. because the original screenplay wasn't very romantic oh. and focused on talking rather than the romance. Oh, interesting. So Delpy expressed some frustration that her and Ethan Hawke did not receive any type of credit for their writing. Mm. Uh, in an interview with uh, New York Times in 2004, um, Richard Linklater addressed the idea of Jesse and Celine seeing each other again. So this is around the time that Sunset is coming out. Right, right, right. Uh, probably in promotion, promotion for promotion, that. Promotion, yeah. Right, right. And he talked about like the idea of like kind of what I was saying earlier, like, are they going to get together? And he's, his, right. his quote was, I always said that the movie was a, a litmus test for how you view romance. So right. like I said, kind of uh, saying that there are these three types of people. They're, they did get together. They're not going to get together. I hope they get together. Right. But probably, probably not. not. Right. So <laughs> stating that people People's inter- interpretation depends on their romantic history, and some people believe that the two, ca- two, the two characters will never get back together. Wow. Um, yeah. Apparently, and I don't know if this is a quote or this is just what was assumed or whatever, Julie Delby, Ethan Hawke, and Richard Linklater are all kind of considered to be romantics and all believe that the characters would get together someday. They'd wow. come back together. Oh, so, that's amazing. Which is, I think, what led them to eventually do... Sunset. Sunset. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think that's, that's probably... Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. So... Uh, future of this franchise then um, should there have been a sequel to this yes and I want to see uh, and obviously we get another we get two more but yeah I want a sequel I want to see where the relationship goes I'm invested yeah I mean this clearly could have been its own movie and just been done and moved on and could have just been left like ambiguous like yeah, it's up to you to decide. Yeah, right? but I really like that, you know, they went back and they said, you know, we're going to do this again and we're mm-hmm. going to explore this more and, and kind of see, you know, where they are in their life. So right, right. I really liked 
uh, that because it does answer that question, but it's not like they went to the six months date, right? right. right? It's years. It's nine, it's nine years, years later. Yeah, it's nine years. So later. it's it. You see where they are and what happened. You get the answer of what right. happened, right? But to see where they are in nine years. So, right. What do you want to see in the future of this franchise? I want to see more of an exploration of this relationship. Yep. You know, that's what where you these two people where are in the future. Where these two people are nine years later. What yeah. happened? Uh, this is an interesting question because uh, we always ask about yeah, franchise star. Yeah. Um, not really a question for this franchise. I did write down. Uh, a name, um, but it's not really like it doesn't really fit because yeah. it's two people, right? It's There's two, it's two people. people. I mean, I guess if you're gonna do anything for obviously this is the French star franchise star question. Who are you gonna add? Yeah. If I were to do anything, I think I would actually maybe do something in the vein like you had kind of said at the beginning, where Adam Goldberg is just like on the train, a cameo, like yeah. a cameo, just on the train. I think I would do something in that vein, like get a really big actor. Just to like be asleep somewhere, or, or have him walk- be like a waiter or something. Have him be a waiter, or maybe you're walking by a cafe and they're sitting at the cafe, and you only notice them if you yeah. actually look. You know what? I'm gonna throw this out there just because he worked with them before. You bring McConaughey in. You bring oh, old great. Matt McConaughey in. You let him just sit at a cafe and he's reading a paper, and you only notice him if you look in the back and you go, "Is that McConaughey?" <laughs> yeah, and I mean McConaughey it. owes Linklater yeah, for yeah, jump starting his I career. Mean, yeah, for sure. Like so. I mean that I, he like he really owes him. <laughs> so like that, I, I think uh, something like that would. Be be really fun because it's also a callback to an older movie and it'd be fun yeah i mean i i the way i looked at it too is you know if you had to add like maybe a minor character like yeah. you know if somebody has a a, a partner or or right. even a sibling or, or something right uh somebody that you could add somebody who could really kind of hang you know again smaller role mm-hmm. but somebody who could kind of deliver the the, the strength of like the performance i put julianne Moore. great um yeah. you know would be somebody yeah, who could she- fit or you know you could like somebody who could do a movie like this on their own like oh. if there was, Absolutely. If Before Sunset was a completely separate story, almost right. like it was like an anthology series, right? Right. Almost like I she could that. do it. So, yeah. and, and in many ways too, I, I figured I could mention this now because it doesn't really fit in anywhere else. Uh, Tony and I had conversations about, you know, I mentioned before one of his favorite movies is uh, like Crazy, starring Anton Yelchin yes. and, and Felicity Jones, mm-hmm. and that is in many ways kind of like the spiritual successor to the before uh, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, you're like, right. It, it, it is a different movie. It's not, I mean, you haven't seen it, but uh, it's not, you know, a one-day meeting. Right, right, right. But it is this intimate look at this relationship and the highs and lows and mm-hmm. and what happens and their separation and, right, right. and the long-distance nature. And it does feel like, especially... I'd watch like crazy before I'd seen any of the before movies, right. but looking back back on that, going, yeah, like it, like again, that could almost be like an anthology version, right, of right. The, of the the like this franchise. Mm-hmm. So, and Tony had kind of pitched like. Maybe they should have, and obviously they couldn't because Anton Yelchin unfortunately passed away. But like, if he had lived, he would have liked to see like the Another the movie. like like the before sunset version of like crazy, of like, like where crazy. these people are, however many years right, later right, yeah. in their relationship. So like crazy, like love. I don't know, <laughs> I don't I don't know. know what you would call it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, this is the part where we would usually rank these films. We can't really rank these we films. Can't rank them, one so film. It's before sun sunrise. Before sunrise. Yeah. That's um. It. Yeah. That's really that's, it. That's our <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a much again. We're gonna tell you this is these are gonna be shorter episodes. Yep. they're gonna be quicker. We're gonna be going through them really fast. And as you kind of mentioned, especially like in later weeks, we're not really gonna have casting news no. or anything like that. This, nope. These are gonna be these are different episodes, and we're okay with that. We yep. wanted to do something that was a little bit more laid back in the middle of winter, not work ourselves too hard, and that's that's what we're doing. Well, we, I'm diversified, right? Yeah, we're diversifying. We don't want to have. We don't want to be just the action franchise nope. podcast. We want to wanted have to bring other, more there, and we and have more. Again, at the end of this franchise, we'll talk to you about it. But we got a lot of fun things coming up. So yeah, stick with more, us. There's you know, more coming so. up, but for right now. You know, middle of winter, middle of February for you. Listen, for us, it's January. But <laughs> when you're listening to this, middle of February, no, 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 it's no. going to be this cold. Is, this is a live recording. This is, <laughs> we're doing this live. It's middle of February, it's cold. So enjoy these episodes. Every hopefully, time, hopefully, they warm you up a little. Every time somebody presses play, we have to get together. We have to and, get together. And we do this. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, do you have any closing comments about you know sunrise before yeah, sunrise? I guess the one thing I would say is uh, for before sunrise, I highly recommend this movie to anybody. These are beautiful, gorgeous movies. If you 
you are in any way just inclined to watch a great movie, I think this is where you go. Regardless of your view on romance, I think it's worth anybody's time. And uh, I'm very excited to talk Sunset this week. Uh, I think, you know, it, uh, they really should have gone in a different direction uh, with the franchise. I think for Before Sunset, they should have gotten uh, McGee in to do that movie. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so cheaply made. Ethan Hawke would probably go off the hook at him at some point. <laughs> they couldn't stop him, G! <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. It really portrays that moment of, like, you meet somebody at a young age. And, and, yeah. and I don't even want to say falling in love because it is so quick. But, like, yeah. falling... Connecting. Uh, in, in, connecting yeah, with someone. Connecting and being coming infatuated yeah. with somebody and, and, and kind of like falling in love with the idea of falling in love right, and kind right. of getting swept up in the mo- in the moment because yeah. they are they're both away from home they're in yeah. a different you know country you think, and, you think you're gonna like really love this person and yeah. you, you don't know what love is yeah right. especially at that age especially you at know? that age so, you're just kind of you're in, a, you're in love with the idea of yeah. love and I know that look there's people that meet their future spouse at 15, 16 years old oh, and they yeah, go on to be people, married and that's great yeah there's people but, who marry their high school sweethearts yeah but right? to to really understand and again maybe we can have this conversation more with sunset but like Mm -hmm. to understand what love is or what it means to be with somebody yeah is an interesting idea to explore and that's definitely something to explore more in sunset and we'll talk about that more next week we'll do that more next week well well here we go well you opened us up so let's close this out my friend that is another episode in the books thank you for listening thank you to tony Really, thank you to Tony. He sent us some great comments for this episode, and uh, I'm glad we agree. So, thank you, Tony. Uh, We appreciate everybody for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Uh, Just search FranchiseMe, one word. And you can send us an email at FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com. Dot com. You can leave us comments. You can find all of our episodes there. So we really hope you go over there and check that out as well. Um, leave us a voicemail. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. <laughs> we have, um, you know, the site's building, obviously. It's still very much kind of an early stage type yeah. deal. But it's something. And we would love for you guys to visit. And it's a way to connect with you. So yep. feel free to visit that. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Also, give us a rating on Spotify because they're doing that now. And give us your feedback so we can get better each week, which is where the website comes in. Join us next week as we continue the series and Ryan and I meet up nine years later and discuss Before Sunset. See you guys in nine years.